Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers, Dylan Smith, Lori Jensen, and Rebecca Waters. You are the apple to our fritter. Everyone, the Patreon helps keep the podcast alive and allows you access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, monthly giveaways, an exclusive book club, written reviews, and your very own Discord channel and role. Please click on the link in the description for this episode to show your support. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, season two of Amazon's The Wheel of Time series has been given an air date of September 1st, 2023. It appears that the new episodes will be released on Prime Video Weekly, as Amazon does with The Boys, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and a few other original shows. So, yeah! Wheel of Time. Kind of forgot that was a show for a little bit, but uh, that was a show. It's funny that that should be our news item today, as I was literally driving around the other day thinking about that show and kind of what a what a dud it was on my okay. heart, unfortunately. It was... It's all right. It just could have been <laughs> awesome, and it was just like, nah, you know? But maybe it'll pick up out of the nosedive, you know? It might, and I don't know. I mean, like, there were some definite parts of the Wheel of Time show. I'm thinking of, like, the last couple episodes in particular, they were pretty epic, pretty cool. Yeah, like when they let that whole army die and then they sent out the people that could kill. <laughs> <Well, laughs> it needed no. to be epic. Well, come on. Strategically, there were some problems, but I, I do agree the last few episodes were the best. I think visually, it's a pretty awesome show. The music, I don't really remember any of it, really. The acting was fine. I liked the, who they got to play Perrin. I thought Perrin was pretty solid. Yeah. I don't think the guy that's playing Matt Cawthon is the same guy. Oh, really? Um, I think that's a... I can't remember. Uh, there was huh. so much news about it when it was coming out a couple of years ago. Like, I don't really remember much, but I don't know. I thought it's it was funny. fine. Like, eh. I, I can't really place like a specific, my thumb on the thing that I didn't like or that what made it not great. Like, I will say it wasn't great. It was a fine show and entertained me and I'll definitely watch season two. But it's funny. There's like, like, what about Lord of the Rings is so amazing? Not the Ring of Power, but the movie. It's like that. some some things have that secret sauce, that full yeah, world that sure. just pulls you in and you're just in it. And for some reason, it was missing that secret sauce. And I don't exactly know what it what it is, but yeah. uh, you know it when you see it, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, because like even even like The Witcher with Henry Cavill, like has a little bit of sauce in it, you know, like it's it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty good I like show. The Witcher quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, With with Wheel of Time, I, I mean, I feel like it deviates a decent amount from Eye of the World, that at least that first season did, but it, it hit a lot of the high points, but it didn't hit some of the points that I wanted it to or that I thought it yeah. would. And then it, it definitely changed around a few things, like Rand and Egwene just immediately just right smashing. off the gate. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was, but see, that's the thing though, too, is like, you know, for the TV show, I can kind of disconnect myself a little bit. Like it doesn't have to be like a totally faithful adaptation no. as long as it's like pretty good right i just want an entertaining good show you know like i said it was missing a little bit of the sauce will i watch season two absolutely i'm probably but, gonna eh. watch it too yeah. yeah yeah totally like are we gonna make an episode about every episode no but we'll probably do one to like about them all we might yeah we might do end. an episode to recap the whole thing or something yeah um i mean the great hunt is book two in the wheel of time and it's one of my i like the great hunt a lot i think it's a really I like the great hunt yeah, I think yeah, it's the like, series didn't uh, I didn't stop reading it till the I don't remember exactly which one, but five, six, somewhere between five and seven. <laughs> I think you stopped stuff. at seven. I remember you telling me because the end of six is like super epic at Dumai's Wells. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that part is really awesome. And then, yeah, seven. I think seven's pretty underrated, but it's not the best. You know, it's kind right. of a lot of people would consider book seven of the Wheel of Time to be kind of like the doldrums. You know, it's like when the 
the dip starts but i i don't know i was i would argue it kind of starts at book eight it's like eight nine and ten are like the rough ones maybe i got like halfway through like eight or something because usually i'm pretty good with the doldrums especially if i'm five or six books into a a, a, a series i can usually kind of stick with it but for some reason that one uh didn't hook me have you watched uh, The Last of Us? No, I still haven't. I need to watch that. Oh, man. I was just thinking about that the other day, too, because I got three episodes in, and then I stopped for some reason, but I really enjoyed it. We should pick that up. Yeah, now that you mention it, actually, I think I'm going to give that a go. Yeah, we definitely should. I forgot about it. It was like such a huge hit, and everyone was talking about it, and then it kind of just like, everyone stopped talking about it all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I don't really know why, either. Just stuff comes and goes. I don't know. Well, tell me about your week. My week was pretty productive for reading, actually. Yeah, I finished A Little Hatred. Oh, Tell me about it. Whew. Tell me everything. Wow. Okay. So uh, talking um, about a, something that has the sauce. Yeah. Wow. That had an, an abundance of sauce. Yeah. So much sauce. Yeah. Joe Abercrombie just does it for me. Just, I just love the way he writes. Would you put him in top five authors? Yes, I absolutely would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. But like there was kind of a, it did drag just a little bit. I'm only one book into this trilogy. I really love it a lot, but it feels a little bit like slower, I guess. Like there's a lot more talking there's a lot more yeah. like and there's a lot of talking in the first trilogy obviously too but i don't know something about it just feels a little bit like more laid back like he wants to have these characters uh talking to each other more often right there's a lot of quiet strong characters in the previous three and they don't talk that much <laughs> i feel like th with this trilogy it's like a lot more variance with the characters mm -hmm. Like, I didn't like Giselle in the first trilogy very much. I just thought he was a pretty boring character for the most yeah. part. But there were no point of view characters in this. that I Every time I turned the page, I was like, oh, yeah, we're back over here. Cool. Okay. Yes, I love this one. Like in Leo? Leo it's Leo Dan yeah. Brock, right? Yeah, Leo. And then like Orso is great. Savine. Yeah, yeah, Savine. Yeah. Savine, Savine. Denglocta is so amazing. I love Savine. Uh, Vic is great. Ricky is great. Like every single, like Broad is great. Like every point of view chapter is awesome and it's it's kind of a rare thing you know even in like song of ice and fire you know it's like or even like in greenbone a couple of times i'd like turn the page and i'm just like oh it's this guy again like i yep. don't really want to read about this one like why am i here with this particular book i don't know if it's going to be like this for the whole trilogy but i loved it i felt like it dragged just a tiny bit in like the it's like two-thirds of the way through like a big event happens and then everybody's just kind of like talking and like kind of setting up and i and i trusted abercrombie and i was like something cool is about oh oh they're in the circle i was just gonna say how did you like those circles i don't think that's yeah. spoiler i won't talk about what happens no because of it but how'd you yeah. like that man isn't that Ooh. i've noticed that abercrombie likes to stretch out his fight scenes like the epic fight scenes yeah and he'll like dance around to other people's perspectives it's a fight that lasts like a few minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, oh, it's really it's fast. Like, but it's like 20 pages long of just what every everyone's got to have thoughts about this fight scene. Well, what people are feeling and their emotions and just like he'll he'll kind of in movies he'll do this sometimes where you get like an explosion and it'll happen from like three different angles. Totally. Like, yeah. uh, he'll kind of do that with his fight scenes. You'll like see something and then it'll go back in time from another person. You get to experience them and it's like kind of cool. It's a way to shine the light on a moment and make it like extra impactful. It really does. The first Slot trilogy for, for people listening that have never read it, it's very kind of like, I would call it more medieval type, but like a little like Mediterranean kind of too. It's got like a, that kind of flair to it. Um, I don't know but, if I'd say Mediterranean. For, well, no, it's like like kind south of. of France, like northern Italy yeah. kind of oh, okay. thing. Like okay. it's got yeah, like yeah, yeah. that kind of vibe to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like European for sure. Not like, like a Song of Ice and Fire type. It's, it's just a little bit like catty corner to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like yeah. a little bit different. But and that's that's really cool. I like it. 
But in this trilogy, everything is industrializing and it's a huge part yeah. of the plot. So it's like Abercrombie looked at the setting he had and he was like, okay, this is cool, but like everybody's kind of doing this. Like, why don't we just industrialize it a little bit more and make machines and industry kind of like a plot point and make it part of the world building as well. And like the whole cast of characters is dealing with this now. And it was such a great way to kind of like subvert this thing that everybody's been doing and make it part of the overall plot of this. Ah, he's so good. I could just talk about it for hours. Dude, I, I, I agree 100%. It's very rare that you get that transitionary. Like you're either like we're, we have, we have industrialized and we're figuring out like how to restructure society around this new technology, but it's like not the, like testing of it and you know there's only yeah. one other um, book series that i can think of that kind of has that similar like it's the transition and those would be the um michael Suvel sullivan books the age of myth age of swords oh, yeah. age of read war yeah, and there's like three really other good. age of legend they're really good yeah i like them all but they are a little they're very transitionary you know they go from you know like the wheel is invented you know, oh, so we kind of wow. go from like hunter gatherer society and then we are like becoming a nation and like forming cities and oh. like i said inventing the wheel i have the first one the age of myth yeah i have that first yeah? one over here yeah i should, you should read just it. give it a shot um and then after that i finished scythe of course uh we're doing an episode for scythe right after we're done with this episode we'll have yeah, that we are. Out. it should be out as you're listening to this episode right now we did a twofer today everybody but for twofer Man, Scythe was cool. I liked it. Scythe Flew through cool. it. Uh, I do have, I have some, some thoughts on the world build. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's easily like one of the better books I've read this. Maybe not like better is a weird word. It was one of the books I enjoyed the most this year. Yeah. And I've read quite a few this year, but I just as soon as I started reading it, I was just like, I'm in. This is cool. I, I yep. want to know more about everything. I've heard from a lot of people at this point because <laughs> I've talked about it publicly a few times. But apparently that third book is like, a, according to some people, a total mess of a book. And I'm really excited to talk to you about it because that it's I want to like see. Good? Yeah, apparently. Apparently it's just, I don't it's know. train wreck. But I don't know. I've seen other opinions where people are like, nah, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. It's a good ending. So I, we'll, I love the we'll characters and it. the setting so much that it's going to be hard for it to be truly awful. But um, did this book feel kind of like a standalone to you? The way it wrapped up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of, but I don't know. I've been fooled before, you know? Like, sometimes yeah, I'll, I'll think true. that, and then you go into the second book, and it's like, oh, of course. We, we didn't figure any of that out, you know? Right. Yeah, like, Akatar after the first one, I was like, done, baby, and then no, not even kind of. Not even yeah. a little bit. <laughs> what I thought was <laughs> got... the world was not the world at all. <laughs> oh, no. and then, in my opinion, I think Mist and Fury is the best one, personally, uh, because yeah. it's just, just catapults. But yeah, uh, Scythe is cool. I think it's um, definitely something I'm excited to talk to you about, excited to read more of it i haven't started thunderhead yet but it's sitting right next to me but yeah that's all i've read this week i'm still working on tmat's wrath uh i keep wanting to call it tmat's war for some reason um but i'm working on tmat's wrath i know you finished it um, yeah. way ahead of me which is a really good sign because <laughs> chad called Ooh. me and he's like i just finished it, it was awesome and i he had, yeah, like, just started it the <laughs> day before <laughs> Dude, this week I just kind of like hit books and then I just like started them and then finished them. I started them and finished them. It was great. Yeah, TMH Wrath is cool. Um, I still, I'm like halfway through it and I still don't really know where this is all going. Like, do you have yeah. a better picture after you finished it? Like, we're, on the, yeah. we're almost on the last book. Yeah, I know. It's the penultimate book. God, I love that yeah. word. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, kind of. It's, it's a, they, okay, they both took it farther and not as far yeah 
totally. as I thought they were going to. Like, I couldn't tell you at all where this is going to end. But I'm excited. It's going to be they, such a cool episode. I'm really excited to talk to you about it. I'm really yeah. excited to talk to you about it because they made some bold moves. Some bold moves were made that I didn't expect coming until the end of the next book. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, then what? whatever. Regardless, I'm here for it. I really enjoyed it. So you can all look up, look forward to an episode about Tiamat's Wrath soon, and then we'll be finishing up with Leviathan Falls and then moving right into The Faithful and the Fallen Faithful by John Gwynn. Yeah, that's going to be I am awesome. so looking forward to oh, those. Uh, we're also reading When Women Were Dragons by, oh, I think, right. I think uh, Kelly Barnhill. Um, that'll be for the Patreon, but well, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit on here too. But I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. So have I. Like, uh, somebody mentioned, I think it was in one of my comment threads, like, Diana Gabaldon in the same breath as this. And if you don't know who that is, uh, it's the author of the Outlander series. I don't know. I haven't read either of those. So it's kind of got me feeling some confidence about it because okay. I've heard Outlander is really good. But yeah, that's about all I did for reading. I I watched a movie. Uh, oh, like half of one. Oh, wow. So every now and then I'll throw on a movie that I really enjoyed when I was a lot younger and just say, let's see if it holds up. Let's see if it was as good as I remembered it being. Same. And I put on The Man in the Iron Mask with Leonardo DiCaprio and... Oh, I know exactly the movie you're John talking about. John Malkovich and Jeremy I Irons. I loved that movie growing up. Man, that is kind of a bad movie, dude. Really? <laughs> oh, man. I, I really... I rem I was, like, watching it, and I was... I have like, very fond memories of that movie. Yeah. It's, um... I don't know, though, because it, it's bad. Like, what does bad mean? You know, but, like... It's, you know, it's late 90s, that kind of like period piece stuff that was really in vogue, you know, super in. They were kind of trying to be the Count of Monte Cristo really hard. Now, that is a really good movie. That is a great Jim Caviezel, movie. Count of Monte oh, Cristo. Oh. oh, that's a I should have watched that. I should have just you watched should've. that. But, you know, uh, I mean, Alexander Dumas, he's excellent. So good. Here's what I think happened with Man in the Iron Mask, the okay. Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I think he finished with Titanic. He finished the filming and then he waltzed over to the, the sound stage of, of, of uh, Man in the Iron Mask. And they're like, okay, Leo, are you ready for this? And he was like, totally, give me that script. And then Titanic came out like while they were filming Man in the Iron Mask. And it was just like the biggest thing that's ever happened. And they were like, ah, damn, like you're so famous now. And he was like, wow, I'm so famous now. What am I I'm doing a big here? deal. <laughs> Like, what am I, why did I agree to this? Because, okay, so the reason I say all this is because there's a lot of people in this movie, and it takes place in France, right? So you think, maybe I'll hear a French accent in here. And you do, right. and you do from Porthos, but uh -huh. Athos, who is played by John Malkovich, is violently American. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and in like his Malkovichy sort of way. <laughs> the next time we meet, one of us will die. Like just like the way that he lays that line on so one hard. of us will die. Dry a French accent. And then like Leonardo DiCaprio oh, is just so like funny. it's just he talks like the exact same way that he does in Titanic. And like his hair is the same. It's like the hair extensions. Yeah, yeah. Like they couldn't Slightly mess with tussled. his hair. So I don't know. But apparently because uh, that was the next movie that came out after Leo was in Titanic. The demographic for Man in the Iron Mask, which is like ostensibly like, you know, like you you would think it's like, it's like a guy movie, you know, or right, whatever, right, right. whatever the hell that means. But like, I guess it was like almost 60% women went and saw women that movie. Feeling I mean, the Leo. And I mean, you know, Leo's, more yeah, power yeah, to him. Yeah, he I mean, is a very, beautiful man. Very, very pretty. But 
anyway, I just thought it was funny because it's like the two biggest actors in the movie didn't even try for a French accent because I feel like John Malkovich was just like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and obviously, I'm just assuming I have no idea what happened on the set of this movie. But I feel like John Malkovich was like, I'm not doing a French accent. And Leonardo DiCaprio was like, I mean, I guess I could. And they were just like, we're just happy you're here, Leo. <laughs> do whatever <laughs> you, do you want. You, yeah, this movie's going to make a want. bunch of money because of you. So just I'm sure say like, the sure line. you want to cover up my face like half this movie, though? Because like, that's oh the moneymaker here. Like, it's, uh, man, it's, and I feel like, like just the delivery on the lines and stuff. And again, like I'm not a huge movie buff. I'm not a movie critic or anything, but just, I feel like they just, they shot every scene in like one take with that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it was Kinda just like, all right, through it. yep. It's great. Like cool. Leo, we got Leo. So it's just, you know, it'll be a hit. But anyway, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, if you haven't seen it and you want something kind of rompy, you know, it's like, it's pretty rompy, like a pretty open and shut movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like not much cool in idea. nuance really. That's unfortunate, though, because I have fond memories of that movie growing up. I want to go watch Count of Monte Cristo because I'm sure yeah, that movie so holds good. up. I'm positive. I'm, I would bet you a lot of money that it I does. It glances over a little bit, but I mean, the book is so long, right? I mean, yeah, and very complicated. They should make Count of Monte Cristo into a TV show. That would be awesome. That's what it needs because the would be nuance so cool. they could capture oh. the like. Oh, that would be awesome. Because one of the reasons that that book is just so amazing is because, like, such a huge chunk of that book is just Edmund Dantes getting his. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> <laughs> like the lengths that getting he goes his. to, the, the, the absolute lengths that he goes to. It's just, oh, it's so, so good. tasty. And then he, like, learns the lesson at the end, but not too soon. So he still like, gets oh, the revenge. Don't give it away. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's like an <laughs> old tale old at this point. <laughs> Uh, but still, you know, I should, but that's, that's all for me. That's all for me. Uh, hit me with your week. What'd you do? All right. Well, uh, let's see. We already talked about Tiamat's wrath. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. There was definitely some slower chunks during it, but I kind of thought it was necessary for the setup that yeah. the ending that I have no idea of what's going to happen. Okay. Like the only other book that I've been this clueless going into the ending sequence was the dark tower series. So like what's going to happen. Um, that's dark tower. I have no idea. This, I have no idea. Hmm. okay I but like that. i really really enjoyed it a lot I, I it was kind of fresh it was the change that it needed and so i'm kind of happy to to dig into that a little bit later with you i finished uh priority or i, I did a lot of cleanup work this yeah, week which i too. felt really totally. good about yeah. yeah yeah so i finished priority of the orange tree cool um which i don't know it didn't hit as hard as i wanted to at the end <laughs> it's really hyped up man it's like, really yeah. hyped up yeah it was I mean... like a lot of book yeah, it's a lot of book. I read it like before the hype train really came into the station. You know, what I mean, it was it was on its way for sure. Right. But I like I grabbed it up because a lot of people were talking about it, but it wasn't quite like there yet. And man, I mean, I, oh, that, it was. Whew, I love that's like one of my like top 20 fantasy books of like all time. It's so good. I need to reread it, I think. It's like, I don't know. It was just I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And then like right about the three fourths mark, it just like didn't deliver. Hmm. what i wanted it to and i don't i don't know it was just like it didn't like i didn't finish it being like wow satisfied i was just like huh okay <laughs> did <laughs> you like, like the characters though yeah i really like the characters yeah like uh like, Yad, i think is, yeah like yeah is awesome yeah, excellent yeah there's character. some very good characters and like the writing is good that develop their struggles like it's very yeah very good 
But I don't know. For something about the ending, it just didn't. And then I heard there was like another one coming out. And I was like, cool. Maybe that'll like give me what I need. And then I learned it's like a prequel. And I was like, oh, maybe not though. (laughs) I know. It's funny. I started Day of Fallen Night when I got it because I got the arc for it. I'm so sorry. Uh, Bloomsbury, I think, is the publisher. It's one of the rare times I've like hit up the publisher and been like, please give me one of these arcs. Arc is the advanced reader copy, by the way. And they sent it to me. And I just like, I read like, 13 pages of it and i was just like oh this is a lot of uh, like i don't know (laughs) if i want to read this right now samantha shannon has such a mind for world building i mean it's yeah like that is from scratch man like that is like she thought up a lot of really cool stuff yeah i mean say one thing about samantha shannon that is a world that is all in one book and characters that live in that world all in one book it's a lot all in one book and i would recommend to anyone reading it uh, to anyone thinking about reading it that you absolutely read it don't read it with like four other books at the same time don't do that don't do that i made my own experience not as good as it could have been by not giving it my full 100 uh and i feel like in return it didn't give me its full 100 and so you know i feel like i cheat cheap into the experience for myself a little bit by not hitting it not focusing on it properly but uh still the ending was a little not my favorite but that's fine i don't i think you're in uh <laughs> you're in quite a bit of company with the ending i've seen a lot of takes that say that the ending felt like rushed and kind of yeah. just like buttoned up a little bit too easily yeah we're just going along and it was like I don't, I don't really agree and like that i mean the whole ending sequence like that climax uh, is, yeah, is yeah. Like, it's like burned into my brain like the image of what's going on right like what's actually happening in that sequence is right. really really cool but um i see my my theory on it is like because it's one book and it feels really long to read like you kind of are expecting a little bit more kind of like drawn out yeah of an ending but it's like yeah i needed that sequence to be a little longer i feel like mm. yeah i don't know i just never really felt like that but i you, you're huh. a lot of people agree with you though yeah that's that's not a that's not a hot take at all you know if i were to go back and do it again i would read it differently and kind of trim my own personal book fat before starting that behemoth <laughs> because yeah. uh i think it i could have gotten more out of it with more focus upon it um though i i do think that it was a little abrupt and just not as satisfying as like i wonder sometimes you know like i mean um we talk sometimes about how stories might be able to be scrunched down a little bit and like maybe some of the fat trimmed off of that but with priory i wonder sometimes like maybe it could have done with like another four or five hundred pages you know totally because i would have read it i absolutely would have read it i would read three thousand pages of that book you know yeah the lore is really good great the lore is great the world is great the characters are really great samantha shannon is an awesome writer awesome writer she knows what she's she also wrote a series called the bone season i'm pretty sure um Hmm. which i haven't read yet but i've heard really good things about that too but yeah maybe a few years down the line you read day of fallen night and you read uh you reread i should say prior to the orange tree i think that's what i'll do i think that's what i'll do because i think that sponge had more to be squeezed from it and uh i just wasn't there for it so uh yeah i I think i'm gonna hit it again at some point we talked about scythe already Loved it. I have some things that I really want to get out the shovel and dig into a little bit more because like we have a podcast. Yeah, right. Uh, There were some weird decisions made. But as far as like the world, the story, the flow of it, how it evolved, it like kept turning. I was like, oh, my gosh, the snow globe has been shaken again. And I really like that when uh, it was bold. And so I I, I enjoy that quite a bit. Bold is a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was bold. There was multiple points where I was like, bold. (laughs) 
Like totally. I just thought we were going one way and we went off another way that was I really loved. And then I finished the uh He Who Fights with Monsters that I was reading. Wow. Yeah, and okay, so that. <laughs> dude, I tore through it. Those books are pretty big too. I'm pretty proud of it. But I will say that uh, two things. One, you asked me a while back if the story extends beyond one book and like it kind of is linked. Um, and I, I answered no. Um, but I want to change that answer because it there was like a shared like bad guy or group of bad guys that we are like continuously dealing with that this book ended up kind of like focusing around interesting yeah a little later on and i didn't quite know that there were going to be like the focus and i was like oh interesting okay we're dealing with that again so there is kind of a you know definitely don't read them out of order i guess is my point there and then it wasn't too much but it was almost too much i (laughs) i don't like coming across things errors where I'm like, that word should be this word. Like it, it where it's not like like where it's like an obvious error. Like this, this is clearly the wrong word. Like that this sentence literally doesn't make sense. It's like an editing error, not just like a bad choice of words. Like, no, this is a problematic sentence. It didn't have an editor. And it was like pretty clear to me in this book. For some reason I didn't notice it very much in the other books, but in just this book, especially one? yeah, just this last book, I was just like, there was just a lot of problems in there. I was like, this sentence was wrong. I almost like started recording him to send the guy an email. Like, man, here's like here's all the sentences that are actually wrong like you clearly intended to say this but you actually said this you know Mm, it was like you said with when you definitely meant to say wrath or something it was just like oh yeah i guess that can be kind of off-putting or like yeah there was just like i don't know like five or six of those times that i was like wow again we've got another sentence that's wrong like you know your book doesn't have to be perfect but like i don't know as a casual reader just like burning through it i should be able to catch them like every few hours yeah it's funny um i noticed that a decent amount with all the young dudes the the fan fiction the harry potter fan fiction yeah but like when i read when i read those i'm just like i think it's kind of endearing it's just like yeah like you're in the zone you know what i mean like you're yeah. like but i can totally i'm not trying you're right i mean like the, the words should be right <laughs> I, I think i just had this in my brain is like it was a polished work and Maybe, it was like yeah, clearly totally. it didn't have an editor i don't know did he have an editor, I, should do some, I, I don't actually know oh, okay. but i don't think that they did if they did you should get a different one because um they didn't do a very good job <laughs> so like maybe i have i should put it in the category of like no no this is a like sell i know it's self-published and like it's by a guy who just like created the story online and started releasing it in little chunks and yeah, then i was gonna ask was it a off. web serial first and then it i do believe of... so yeah okay. so okay. i'll do some more research in fact i'll come back next week and figure out the yeah, exact let me know like, what's this going was on the process that. for this book because there was definitely i maybe i'm holding it to a standard that i shouldn't be holding it to well i mean you read like nine of them right or something i've read like five of them but there is a you said he's written nine of them yeah yeah he has there's like tons. oh of you didn't finish the series no 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 oh, i just finished the book oh you thought that was way i more thought you finished the oh, series dude, i would have had to read like four or yeah, five I know, books that's in the what... last week <laughs> no i finished the fifth one oh I think. my god yeah i don't even know exactly which one i'm on fourth fifth sixth i'm like this. you said i finished he who fights with monsters oh just the and book I was that like, i was wow, working on my bad just... my bad that would have been amazing, dude. That would, that would have been like seven. Right, so you finished the fifth one, and you I finished like the some, fifth okay, one. Okay, it doesn't. Okay, it's just okay. he who fights with monsters. I don't even know. It's like on. It's I wrote number five. fourth or fifth, something like that. Fifth, I think it's the fifth one. Um, <laughs> they're all the same name, so you know. But like I said, the and I haven't noticed this at all in any of the other books of any errors. It's just been this one that I was like, oh wow, there's another error and another one and another hmm. one, and it was just like surprising. Huh. But. Like I said, maybe I'm holding it to a standard where it's like if he if I published a book, there would definitely be five errors within it like yeah, that. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so 
<laughs> you know, perhaps I'm being too harsh. I'm going to do some research as to its publishing story, and I'll come back to you guys. Yeah, next I'm week. curious about that. So, Let me know. Yeah, me too. I am curious about it too. Uh, okay, so I watched a show this week on Netflix that I want to recommend that I really enjoyed, and it's called Sanctuary. And oh, is that the one is... about the sumo wrestlers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. If you're trying to geek out on sumo and don't know anything about it like I did, go watch it because it's awesome and kind of like got me engaged. I, I was like, I'm into sumo now. Weird. <laughs> it's really you know, interesting. Like, it's really interesting. Yeah, it has like a very like deep history and culture to it. And just I didn't know anything about it because I love martial arts and I'm a big martial arts guy. But it's like one of the ones that I kind of thought had like a and still stand by. It's got like a very high barrier of entry for it like i don't think you can casually go like you can go take a taekwondo oh, no. class but i don't know of any places that has like a sumo class here in bend oregon so i've seen it yeah yeah you know i think it's more of like a full lifestyle commitment sort of thing so i didn't know anything about it and i really enjoyed it i i really really enjoyed the show so go check it out you know i don't really take you up on too many of your recommendations because i'm so scatterbrained but i already had my eye on this and yeah it looks really good it's it really sure. and the stylized like filming of it is just done oh, really course. well and you watch the intro and you'll be like oh yeah this is cool <laughs> it's just awesome it's got an 8.1 on imdb that's yeah that is a high rating it's that's cool. very good hell yeah it had me from start to finish sumo all the way yeah i think the last time i watched a show with like that much like veracity <laughs> or whatever like where i sat I, I watched all of squid game in like a mm. sitting how could you not, though? Man, I miss I, Squid Game. That and also, show, I, don't. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like a very, it's like an uncomfortable watching experience. I've like sure, thought but... multiple times, like, I'm going to watch that again. And then I have not yeah. watched no, it again. Same, it's a lot. I had the exact same feeling. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much, but like, I actually kind of don't want to look at that again. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was just, just one of those shows oh. where like the, the concept was so cool and it was driven so much by really that concept and the characters were great. Yeah, I might do it too. <laughs> is there a second one coming out there's allegedly more squid game coming out but i i haven't because it does kind of end with like a ooh, there's gonna be another one maybe definitely ends with a hook oh yeah there's a trailer out for it oh what for season two okay so i'll watch that when we're done here but yeah i'm gonna uh, pull that up so i can watch it when we're done i wonder if there's a release date that should have been the, the well i mean i guess the news makes more sense for our podcast because it's like real time. <laughs> yeah. like, this week is fictional news. Squid Game. All right. Squid Game, dude. Uh, but seriously, though, I would be down to that. Uh, can expect to release the second season by end of 2023 or beginning 2024. So I would okay. probably bank on 2024 for that just because stuff takes a while. Yeah, um, that's going to be a real hard season to pull off the second season because it's like, oh, yeah. Are they going to do the exact same thing? Is it just going to be another game type situation? Or is it going to be the like, exact same thing. I would watch the exact same thing too. Yeah, I hope it is. I hope it's yeah. that. Cause it was, yeah, don't change it at all. Just like, yeah, it's just, just the like same literally thing. the same thing. <laughs> oh, it was so weird and so like good. Like, remember like all the, the rich elites with like their weird animal masks and just oh, yeah. like, super creepy. Oh, super creepy. That game has an essence to it that has not been captured by any other show. Uh, and, you know, that's it for me uh, as far as reading and watching. Watch the sumo. Uh, read Prior to the Orange Street. Don't take my, like, ending as anything. Just read it. It was very good. I'm going to oh, read yeah. it again. No, read people it listening, me. don't listen to Chad. That book is yeah, awesome. Yeah, don't listen to me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Chad, Chad doesn't know what he's talking about. Prior is amazing. I did very that much. Just so standing good. a little, like, pink. You know, I don't know. Nope, it's so good. Samantha Sand is Talk to me about it. <laughs> legit genius writer <laughs> chad's just some dude <laughs> i'm just some dude read he who fights with monsters though for sure oh, man that's been so much fun what a romp you can leave this in if you want chad 
but this is I, I found this while researching some stuff and this is not <laughs> I don't even know if this is true because I found this from, it's from an article from like nine years ago but okay allegedly, hit me <laughs> allegedly the top 25 best-selling console games of all time are all on Nintendo platforms except for Skyrim and and Grand Theft Auto that shocks me not at all I, I know and Grand Theft Auto yeah oh my god sure. I didn't talk about Tears of a Kingdom which oh, I'm wow. sure people are totally not sick of hearing about at no, all. I'm not. But did you finish it? No, I'm still just wandering oh, wow. around. Like I, I, I keep saying, like, all right, Evan, just go do the story, and then I like see something, and I'm like, well, what the hell is that? I'm gonna go look at that, obviously. And it's like this whole other thing. It's a tremendously good game. So it's awesome. Like, get it. And if you haven't played that, go play Breath of the Wild. I mean, they're just <laughs> they're excellent games. Like I have gripes about them, but I'm just like, like I'm very. I try to be really, really charitable with books, you know, because like I can't sometimes I can't help but just think of like an author just like, you know, they're like hunched over their keyboard at like three in the morning. They're, you know, stressed out. It's just like one person writing a book but with like video games. I'm like, I don't know, like a thousand people made this something. Like, right. It's not so personal. <laughs> I'm like tearing a new one. It's still people working really hard on it, obviously. And it is an art project uh, at the end of the day. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I just have like gripes with video games sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, um, totally. I just I like nerd out on complaining about video games you know what i mean <laughs> and i was like considering even starting like a game reviews kill like type oh. thing but like i don't want to deal with it it's just dude like, it's... i mean you know how awesome our listeners are and just how nice and sweet and wonderful <laughs> our so listeners cool, are yeah. the gaming yeah. community Oof. i feel like while there's some very very good people as you are a part of it and me occasionally dip my toes into it but man I feel like you're just going to get called the C word like every video, regardless of what your yeah, opinion is. I mean, it's pretty. There's brutal. just like 30,000 yeah. people who will bring you down. I know whenever I make a, a video that's like gaming adjacent, which I totally have, and it gets some traction. Like if it goes over like two or 300,000 views and like now I'm getting people in that don't look at my page at all. They just see like right. my face and they're just like, this guy's an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like just, I'm, I'm going like, to tear him yeah, to pieces. It's like, all right. Yeah, totally. I, mean, yeah, I guess like, I had that coming. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I know. I go right back into my lane. Oh my God. The other day, uh, <laughs> I, I saw like this thing with like, I think it was uh, Michelle Rod Rodriguez uh, said something about like, how many Marvel movies are they going to make? And like everybody was stitching it. And I was like, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring here and like talk about why Marvel movies are so cool. Also, Michelle Rodriguez, like how many Final Fantasy or uh, how many Fast and Furious movies? See, that's like the right? crux okay. of the joke there, right? But like, and then I I was like, oh, I'm going to, it's time for my opinion. You know what I mean? So I like, <laughs> I like <laughs> so time I'm, for my opinion. So like I threw it in <laughs> and I was just like, that. I was like, here's why Marvel's so popular and awesome, you know? And then like a few comments were just like very rational and like totally true and so like then i was like all right cool so now i didn't have marvel arguments on my bingo card but now i'm gonna do it here we go and so i'm like making a video arguing like in favor of how like marvel isn't ruining cinema but like i don't know <laughs> like i have no idea that was just such a funny moment of, of like clarity for me because i'm like sitting there like editing this the video? video oh yeah like i finished oh, wow. it i like i was like editing it and i'm like looking at my face in my phone yelling about something i have no clue about <laughs> like i literally don't know anything about the movie industry and so i had I'm to like so un underqualified here <laughs> yeah i deleted the video yeah because i was just like wait a minute like oh, that's funny i have no real knowledge of whether or not Marvel Marvel movies Why could very well be again? ruining. Not to mention, like I kept thinking about it more, and I was just like, "Well, I mean, Marvel is owned by Disney, and Disney yeah. owns like everything." So if you think about it, I mean, like, and I just kind of like went down this road where I was like, "Huh, maybe they're right, actually." So maybe I should just 
But Shut again, up. maybe they're wrong. I just don't know. I think there's a lot of value to be had in those movies. And I think a lot of people look, find a lot of value look, in them. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're making content on the internet, folks, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, if I can impart any knowledge to you, is pick your battles. You know what I mean? You don't have don't to die on comments. every hill. You like don't yeah, yeah, that's another one. But like you don't have to die on every hill. You know what I mean? Like you can just sometimes, like just for your own mental health, like just 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 don't make a video right, about right. it. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> cause like you don't want to make it so that your whole day now is like arguing with people on the internet in a very public way. You know right. what I mean? About, about something that you, you don't didn't even really care that know. much about in the first place. Like, yes, you have an opinion. We all have opinions about things, but like to die on that hill is like, whoa. right. Well, and like my, I mean, the opinion that I was kind of like headed towards essentially was like, you know, with, with every medium of art, there's always been this sort of like pearl clutching when it comes to very popular things in that medium, right? So like something really popular happens, a trend happens, and people say, it's going to ruin the whole thing. And like, evidently, that hasn't happened. You know what I mean? Things change, like things get different, like trends get different and things like that. But I mean, I don't, <laughs> with like this specific thing, like, I don't know, like what, it depends on like what your definition of ruining an industry is, right? Right, I mean, right that it depends on all kinds of different things. And like to start with like not knowing really anything about the movie industry. Uh, and also, I mean, like I just, I just like Marvel movies. You know what I mean? They're pretty cool. To round out your statement there, I'll bring it back to a uh, prior of the, of the orange tree with uh, Samantha Shannon. She actually went to college at Oxford and studied the poetry of Emily Dickinson and principles of film criticism. And I think after going oh. through that, she was like, you know what? Screw movies. I'm going to go books. And then she just doubled down on the books. Now best-selling author. You so. know, that is a, I would, I would consider that a fictional fun fact personally. I think I, so too. I think that's a pretty that's good one. for you all lovely folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one didn't really count, but it led us into a cool conversation. So it did lead us into I'll a take cool it. conversation. So let me get the, just say that again, though. So Samantha Shannon went to Oxford. Yeah, she went to Oxford college, which is like a very, very prestigious, prestigious school. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and she studied English language lit literature and focused on the poetry of Emily Dickinson and then the principles of film criticism, which is interesting. interesting. Okay. Like, yeah. I didn't know that you could go to school for like critiquing film, like not making it or acting or like, hmm. you know, graphic design, none of that. Just like how to critique it, which I, I would be very interested to see what her classes were like, man. I bet they were fascinating and also just, absolutely infuriating yeah they <laughs> the got same into some fights like, about things on, like, that didn't matter who's in that class yeah <laughs> i mean like because <laughs> like arguing about art is very fun um right. it can be rewarding but it's a lot of the time not very constructive like it no. really it really isn't because it's such a subjective it's, it's so relative super... to the person and like it's not even it's not even rel relative to the person it's relative to the person and the mood that they're in and with me yeah. how many other books they're reading at the same time and like it's <laughs> it's just so changey i think the more specific the topic you're talking about in regard to if you're going to critique or debate about art the more specific topic you're talking about the easier it is to kind of like hash that out or sure. the more the more um productive uh, the it would be maybe not or easier. the score if you wanted to have a debate on like is western european influence medieval fantasy uh, is there too much of it right now you know what i mean you could like you could like kind of have that conversation because there's like data and you could like point to a lot of different things and like show a lot of uh sales trends and things like that and like really get down into that conversation but if you wanted to have a conversation where you were like i think the wheel of time is 
better than a song of ice and fire like that's a right. rough conversation it's a to broad have. generalization <laughs> it depends on so many other different like and it really does come down to like i mean in my opinion it, it really comes down to like you know the dude from the big lebowski where he's like let's well, just like that's your just opinion, like your opinion, man. man. <laughs> I mean, like, really, that really is kind of what it boils down to. So, which is why you're correct in your statement of like, at the end of the day, broadly stated, generalizing here, it's just not very productive. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what does the word better mean? Right. You know, that, you, that's an entire convince... like four hour conversation in and of itself. Right. Like, know? if someone loves something, you're probably not going to convince them that it's bad. I've never been able to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've tried. I would say the best example in my life is like my opinion with the name of the wind after hearing some criticism about it was like, yeah, okay. That, but you that still makes love a it. lot of, oh, I love it. Yeah. Exactly. I'll still read it again probably next year, but like, I do get it now. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, I wear it was before I'd be like staunchly like, you're wrong. And then after hearing people with reasonable heads on their shoulders, such as yours truly, uh, I was like, oh, I mean, I okay, still yeah, love no, it. Too. That actually, makes a lot of sense and yeah i mean i love it yeah i think it's i don't know you can tear things down great. but at the end of the day it's like out of love you know the the older i get and the more i'm involved in these kind of like artistic spaces and stuff it's just kind of like don't yuck anybody's yum you do you kind of yeah, thing like i mean up. it really comes down to that up. like it's don't yuck it's, anybody's yum well said. I mean, and it's you know i mean it doesn't make for very sticky content you know but right you get by you get by i want yeah, okay yeah. this is the last thing i want to share, share with you because you were talking about name of the wind uh you were talking about king killer and um i'm i frequent the the reddit uh fantasy still i i like it a lot i think it's cool um there's some good conversations happening on there uh <laughs> but i started by top of the past week like the top posts in the last week and uh -huh. the the second highest one says why is the King Killer series always on the top fantasy lists? Dot dot dot. When everyone seems to complain about it, <laughs> and there's like 700 comments under it. Wow, people yeah. got engaged with that one, dude. There is some vitriol in that comment section. Wow, and I'm sure that I haven't really gone through the comments, but I just thought like I was just like perusing the subreddit, and I was like, that's yeah, totally true. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the more popular kind of things get, the more people do complain about it, though. Totally, you know? like, totally. Yeah. And like, we kind of complain about like what we love almost. Like, I don't know, I'm more critical of my favorite restaurant than I am my least favorite one, right? Like, Chad with the food analogy at the end of the <laughs> always, episode. Always. Thought we wouldn't squeeze one <laughs> out, but to we totally did. <laughs> no, I totally feel what oh, you're saying, fantastic. though. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like with um, like video games for me, like, like I was saying before, you know, it's like, I, I love this game. I love Tears of the Kingdom, but like I could probably go on. No, about, here's all the things I don't yeah, like. I mean, about like it. I, could, I could go on about like how I think the in-game economy is kind of lopsided, and like you know the right, you're just like building and, stuff all the time, and like <laughs> you are building a lot of stuff in that game. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's fun though. Anyway, we gotta go. We gotta go record okay. the uh, the scythe episode. Right, let's, I'm so excited to go talk about that. Absolutely, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. A little all over the place, but so are so are me and Chad. So I'm here for it. So are you probably if you're on your way to work. Yeah, right now. I read like four books this week. I'm gonna be all over the place, and oh. my brain is like you know not very constructed. Well, I know your brain. Like that too. sentence. <laughs> oh, don't I know your brain? I talk you to do you indeed. all the time. But anyway, everybody, hope you're having an awesome day already, and I hope you continue to have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.